0: Geeks. Geeks! And welcome to another episode of Fantastic Geeks! And where to find them! I'm Brizzy Voices! And I'm Tessa Netting! And today's episode we have a very special guest here with us! Mr. Hank Green! But first, let's answer our Ravenclaw
1: riddle, our Harry Potter question of the week! This one comes from
0: Blake Varga! Woo. What does he ask, Tessa? Tessa! He says, hi, Tessa and Brizzy. Friday is my favorite day of the week because it's the day new episodes come out. Here is my Harry Potter question. What would you see in the mirror of Erised? I'd see myself meeting you. Love, Blake. Ah, That's so cute. And such an intense question. Yeah. What would you see in the mirror of Erised? What What is your heart's
1: deepest desire? Not a big question at all. Just real casual. (laughs) So do you know what you would see? Um... Yes, but I don't know if it's a cop out because it's kind of like an amalgamation of things. Oh, but it kind of was with. I with mean, Ron, Ron was. too. Exactly. That's what I was gonna argue. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, You're fine. You don't have to argue. Go for it. I think mine would be. I also don't know how to visualize this because it's so weird. So it, it'd Just, be me with like, I guess like a microphone something. Maybe I would be a cartoon. I don't know, like Ooh. something to symbolize that oh. I am like the voice of a bunch of, a of cartoons. So like <gasps> they'd be all around. Yeah, you. I think like a bunch of cartoon characters around me. Yeah. but also I'm carrying a huge pile of of dachshund puppies, oh. including my baby Remus <laughs> oh my and
0: Lexi. Gosh. Yes, I can see that. So it's like Harry when he's surrounded by his family. he would be yeah. surrounded by cartoon characters. Yeah, and then you'd have all these puppies. Like. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute! I love that. I would just be at Hogwarts. Oh, come on! Nah, that's it. I would just be at Hogwarts. Well, I was trying to pick things that were possible, but yeah, same. I mean, it's not what's possible. It's your greatest heart's desire, and that my greatest heart's desire is to go to Hogwarts. So you would just see me like waving. <laughs> the train on the train
1: like going to hogwarts well then yeah i would also be like holding a wand and doing magic to like hold all the puppies you can't do
2: all this (laughs) yes i can (laughs) Ron did all these
1: things you're adding so many things (laughs) i want to be in cartoons (laughs) i want puppies and
0: i want magic oh jeez i'll have nothing less okay that's fair that's fair (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so much blake for your question To submit your Ravenclaw riddle, go to fantasticgeekspod at gmail.com. And now, back to the episode with Hank. Hank is most known for his YouTube channel, The Vlog Brothers, where he and his brother John Green have been uploading videos since 2007. He also created the educational YouTube channels Crash Course and SciShow, as well as the video conference VidCon podcast, Dear Hank and John, and now the novel, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing, plus a million other impressive things that would take way too long to list. So Hank, welcome to our podcast.
3: Hello, my new bio is Hank has worked very hard to make it hard to write bios about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure so I feel nice. like all of your bios written by other people probably end with plus a million other things we couldn't possibly <laughs> include.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but That'll that's mind. great. Look at the <laughs> legacy you have built. <laughs> this is
3: this is how I have chosen to live my life.
0: It's a great choice. Yeah, what I mean what other way? I'm very tired. <laughs> He's nonstop, you know, yes. just like just like Alexander Hamilton, nonstop. <laughs> Some differences there,
3: but <laughs> maybe a few.
1: <laughs> Hank, could you please start off by telling the people listening your Hogwarts house and a little bit about yourself?
3: Oh, so I've spent a, a lot of time thinking I was maybe a Gryffindor, maybe I was a Ravenclaw, just sort of waffling back and forth between, before my wife looked me dead in the eyes one day, and she was like, Hank, you're a Slytherin, and it's obvious. <laughs> just accept it.
0: Oh, that's so um, great.
3: This so, like, there, there are lots of different times in my life when, when now when, Catherine, when I will do something and Catherine will just say, Slytherin. <laughs> and like I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I have come to accept this reality that the sorting hat would have no choice but to put me in Slytherin. And and I would just have to hope that we have got to a point where the Slytherin house is a little bit less of a place of terrible decision making yeah. than it was in uh in the nineties.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has. I think it would have gotten better at this point. What you would know? your reaction yeah. to that have been if when you were eleven? <laughs>
3: Uh, I, I mean, probably pretty negative, but like, uh, I I mean, it's just that, ah, God. I mean, so, so I think that like being ambitious and, and even somewhat calculating Mm -hmm. is not necessarily like, like, hand-in-hand hand with believing that, like, how, like, who you were born as has an effect on who you will become and who your parents are is, like, right. part of a moral judgment upon your character, which is, the like, that's the part of the Slytherin where I'm just like, why did this have to be part of the... Th-? I yeah. see that, like, that in some ways that can be a really useful tool that bad people can use. And right. that is, like, a linky there. Mm-hmm. But I hope that that is, that is the thing that... Like I, I would have had a very hard time with, because um, I like I do try to be a compassionate, kind, thoughtful person, but I am also calculating and uh, care a lot about my ambitions and et cetera.
0: Yeah, definitely. My boyfriend is a Slytherin, so he is a very, very proud, proud Slytherin. So I love Slytherins. Okay. They I, are. I respect right. them. What
1: I love about your slytherin is, is you have a lot of ambition for doing good. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like yeah how that, yeah I'm not I'm not
3: a, I'm not afraid to to uh, I'm not afraid to do a a couple of uh, you know conniving maneuvers in order to get oh, the good done. for
1: the greater good
0: oh <laughs> yikes
3: <laughs> hey it's Slytherin
0: <laughs> and what um Hogwarts house is your wife
3: uh, she's a Hufflepuff oh oh Slytherin, Slytherin
1: Hufflepuff do you I have love any it. idea what house <laughs> Oren your son may be in.
3: No, I mean, uh, I think it's too, or- or too early to tell. Absolutely. He is, uh, he's too, he has a lot of personality. He's pretty rambunctious. He's also like, uh, is very good at sort of uh, his own like independent time. He yeah. did, like He likes sometime just off on his own doing his own thing. And I'm just like watching him like, what are you doing? What are you thinking about? He's <laughs> like sitting in the corner, like staring off into the distance being like, what if a fox and a hippo were the same animal what if there was a hippo like I don't know what he's thinking about that's just what I imagine because he doesn't know that many things yeah so what is there to think about but um but I love watching him think and sometimes he'll be in the stroller and I'll be like okay it's time to get out and he's just like he is so stuck in whatever thought he's having I have to be like Orin, Orin. and then he's like oh yeah okay
2: oh let's do the thing Wow,
3: it's really cute. It reminds me of me. I am also like that, A where very I, introspective you know, like if baby. I'm if I'm thinking about something, um, <laughs> I my senses all turn off. <laughs> That's
0: amazing. That's cute. So we want to start from the beginning and how you got here. So growing up, what was like your favorite thing in the
3: entire world? Uh, I don't know what point of growing up am I in? <laughs> oh, whichever
0: sort of like when you were a little boy, what do you remember? Just a like little boy, were you a reader? Were you a? Did you want to go outside and explore I, uh, the trees? I
3: was an ex- Yeah, exp- uh, explore was actually the word that I was going <gasps> to use. See? Um, I lo- I loved, still love. And like, get still get myself into trouble whenever I'm in a place where like you could sort of wander off, wandering off. Um, as a 38 year old man, I still get myself into <laughs> trouble, into trouble, wandering off. And I love, yeah, I love just sort of like walking into the woods and like digging through the leaves and finding what's under the ground or over your head or ahead or behind. And uh, that is something I was really lucky to be able to do some. So I lived in in the suburbs in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So that was not like a necessarily a thing that I could do all the time, but my dad bought this like weird trailer in the woods that we called the cabin mm. when I was <laughs> uh when I was growing up and we would go to the cabin in the Ucala National Forest and oh, I'd fun. just go out into the into the woods and like get like cut up by thorns and get ticks and just find places and try not to like spook the neighbors who probably would shoot me because it was a oh, pretty yeah. weird spot in the world <laughs> and I yeah, I just loved it and it was like we our, ours was like the last on the road so mm-hmm. if you went in the you know like in the direction the road stopped in it was just nothing wow. Um, except like you know occasionally you'd find something that someone built there at some point before any of this stuff was and it's like Find weird stuff in the woods. It's the best.
0: Ah, oh, you're such an explorer. He's he's definitely a Thunderbird. Yeah, maybe <laughs> for, for okay. your um for your Ilvermorny house. We're definitely thinking Thunderbird here. <laughs> At least I okay. am. <laughs> <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> That's the best.
3: But I also uh I was also really into uh sim games. So like. <gasps> Sim City, Sim Farm, Sim Ant, Sim Earth, Sim oh my everything. Oh Bef- uh, Pre the Sims. Oh, that see, was sort of I was I, the I Sims. To... I
0: I was like obsessed with the Sims. So you're obsessed with pre yeah. Sim, like Sim City.
3: Yeah, I ah. the Sims came out like the year or the like the year before I went to college. Mm. So I'm old, and uh, <laughs> and I had friends who played the Sims, but like it definitely looked very appealing to me. But it also looked like. Uh, bad news for my <laughs> grades you know like I was aware that if I got into that it would be it'd be terrible
0: yeah yep that's what happened long-term. to Tessa <laughs> that's what happened to me I had to go to the doctor and talk to a doctor to make me stop because I was like I was oh endlessly playing it I just loved playing God I just loved it I I had to be oh my stopped God. <laughs> Yeah, I just loved
1: making like
0: the fictional characters
1: that I love, like Harry Potter characters, and making them. some of my first YouTube videos were Sims 2 Harry Potter videos. That's so funny. Mm. <laughs> That's the best. I did
3: a Sims series on on uh, on YouTube for a little while, in which Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton lived in a house together and became romantically involved. <laughs> oh
0: wow! Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna write a fanfic. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh uh, it was it was a tortured relationship um, but <laughs> you know that's imagine. the Sims for you
0: <laughs> I can imagine So uh you're a pretty big Harry Potter fan. Because that's I'm where... I'm a pretty I,
3: big Harry Potter fan.
0: That's where I first met you was at LeakyCon. Mm-hmm. So, I remember that. you know, not not many people can say that they've done, like, Wizard Rock. So how did you first get into Harry Potter? <laughs> and how did that fandom, like, develop over the years in your heart? And is it... Are you still, like, as big of a fan as you were? Or just talk a little bit about Harry Potter.
3: Sure. I, um, I remember my mom saying to me, you have to read the Harry Potter books. And this was... They probably were four of them out by that point, maybe three. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she was explaining um, Philosopher's Sorcerer's Stone to me. <laughs> and like doing what, w- looking back, I was like, I found every reason I could to not, to think it was dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. She was like explaining Bertie Bott's Every Flavor Beans. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, this sounds like k- a kid's book. It sounds like a fun <laughs> kid's book. Like, why would I read a fun kid's book? I don't know why my mom is talking to this college student about why I should read about Kids' book, um, but uh, at some point, and I can't even remember now that you've asked me when I finally caved and and uh, <laughs> and decided to start reading their Harry Potter books. Probably, you know, when everybody else did, mm-hmm. and uh, and of yeah of course like you just fall in and it's so beautiful and intricate and the world is so real and and also it it has this great thing that I love in in storytelling where there's this sort of uh where where you build serious on top of silly and Mm. like they don't rub against each other they they like rely on each other and it like makes sense and it works yeah that's one of Um, my favorite things yeah, and I like I love content that does that. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is another good example. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen Full Metal Alchemist, mm-hmm. but FMA is an anime that is very like one moment it's like ridiculous and nonsensical and absurd, and then the next moment you're like literally like crying. Yeah, and it's so emotionally affecting. Um, and uh, and the, and they don't grade on each other. It just it works, and I can't explain why it works. And it's something that I tried to do in my my own book, uh, and because that's just my favorite kind of media and Harry, you know, Harry Potter does that very well. Um, And then also like the way that the books age Mm. along with the audience. It's Mm -hmm. so fascinating and along with the characters in the books and so well done. And, and it almost, it's like going back and reading Philosopher's Stone always seems to me a little bit like, 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 Watching the first season of Star Trek: The Next Generation, or something, <laughs> where all the actors didn't quite know yeah. what their roles were, and yeah. they didn't really understand what a big deal the thing was, and uh-huh. and it feels a little like it doesn't quite fit into like what we come to know of as the you know the sort of feeling of that universe, right? Because right. it's so kiddie, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I find that very interesting, but like it that it actually to me it feels so so kiddy that it almost feels like it doesn't belong with the rest of the books
2: Mm. we
3: can you can take that or leave it like obviously (laughs) people are going to disagree on that point but um but yeah as you know harry potter was was getting big and like it i mean i was just like i went all in and (laughs) and you know somehow the stories became like i just upon on one reading like they stuck so good. Yeah. I don't know what it is but they they just cling to your mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's partially the world building. I could I'm just going to Can how long do we have? <laughs> uh,
0: oh. no, you're talking you're preaching to the choir here. Uh, everyone loves what you're saying right this now. That's
3: true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and to to the point where like even now I can recall like very small things in those books Mm -hmm. you know not not everything like i was recently very surprised when i when i learned that uh that lily and james were 21 when they died right Right. like shocking fact um but i but i think probably not something that was like spelled out in the books though yeah and that allowed me to to when the uh when deathly house was coming out I didn't know that Wizard Rock existed. Uh-huh. This is such a lovely story. I didn't know that <laughs> Wizard Rock existed. I wrote this song about Harry Potter, and it was very easy for me to write because I was like, "Oh, I can just throw a bunch of Harry Potter references in." And this is like the third song I ever wrote in my life. Ah, and, oh, um, and and like you just like find something, you know, that rhymes and that <laughs> like try to pack in as many Harry Potter references as possible, and it's kind right. of like be fun and good. And of I like l- literally remember sitting on my front porch in like a swingy chair. Like trying to write this song, and uh, and then that that song came out. Yeah. Like two days before the book came out, it yep. has a bunch of like accurate fan predictions, which is my wow! favorite thing to do. Yeah, I love that's accurate amazing. Accurate fan predictions, <laughs> even even some that were intentional, some right. that were intentional but failed, and one that was extremely accurate but completely unintentional. <laughs> uh, Fast. I, everybody on your podcast has read Harry Potter, right? Yes.
1: Yes in theory don't have to worry about spoilers <laughs> oh
3: yeah. I, I accurately predicted the death of hedwig <gasps> three days right. before the book comes out crazy and, like what a strange thing to have accurately predicted <sighs> yeah uh, i it was a throwaway line that was just like i was just trying to pack in a reference and the original line was what if voldemort kills crookshanks just for yucks and then uh crookshanks was too hard to say because <laughs> got too many s noises in it so that's how i that's how i killed hedwig everybody oh my Uh, gosh
1: yeah when i saw your show in new york and you you played that song i hadn't listened to the song in years and you got to that part and i was like wait what (laughs) did you add that later how did you know that
3: yeah yeah so uh yeah not not modified that's the original version of the song and then uh and then that I think that that like YouTube at that point manually featured stuff on the homepage and they yeah. selected that to be featured on the homepage on the day that the book came out. Right. which is like you know a pretty big part of of you know one it it was one of our first big big videos. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, it brought the Harry Potter fandom <gasps> into our community. Yeah. That was such like a deep important thing for like the the future of my life and career Mm -hmm. because they're they're, like the harry potter fandom so good so pure at that moment in time especially like just such a good, supportive place of people who loved something together. Oh, my god! Like, I don't know that it will ever be repeated. It was such a special thing. Yeah. And then I got an email from Lauren Fairweather of the Moaning Myrtles uh-huh. and also Lauren Fairweather of, you know, all the other things that she <laughs> of does. Of the great human and that done. she is. Um, and, uh, and she said, I just want you to know that, like, all of the wizard rockers consider you a wizard rocker. Oh. And I was like, what's that? Oh, <laughs> And that, Aww. like, that was such a good thing because, uh, because I did, like, I kind of, we, when the, the Harry Potter community, like, started to be a part of what we were doing, mm-hmm. um, it, I did feel a little bit like an outsider. And that email was such a, like, inviting in kind of thing right. of like, oh, yeah, you're doing the thing. You just don't know you're doing it yet. Right. Welcome. Oh. To the rest of us who are doing it. And that is, of course, how I met a lot of really great people. That's
0: oh. so sweet. Harry Potter fans are just the most like incredible people. You know that if they like Harry Potter, they're a decent person. So there you go. <laughs> you're, you're like, <laughs> I have the best yeah. people. Harry
1: Potter trained them to be good. Yes, yeah.
0: they have.
1: Yeah.
3: And there, there's always those weird moments on Twitter when JK Rowling responds to somebody uh, who. who is like, I can't believe that you don't like Donald Trump or something. And, and <laughs> J.K. Rowling is like, they, or they're like, I'm such a huge fan of what you do. I can't believe, like, I can't believe that you would ostracize part of your audience like this. <laughs> yeah. And J.K. Rowling's just like, uh, you guys, like, do you understand what the books are about?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's so true. Have you,
3: it's like, have so you seen, true. like, did you, did you hear the, the part about Voldemort?
0: Right. <laughs> Happening right now, (laughs) the part about Voldemort, (laughs) or that happens, or about Umbridge, or about any of that—that is happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's so funny, so true. Harry
1: Potter is such a good like basis to have in in, in an audience and a community.
0: It really is. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what
1: we've done a lot as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just great humans. Yeah,
1: but you didn't start it off obviously to be about Harry Potter, right? Brotherhood 2.0. It was just Yeah, I mean, about it's not reconnecting. It's also not about
3: Harry Potter. It's just yeah, it was uh it it was started out I think the goal if we had one was uh to to have a sort of collective project to communicate more frequently with each other as adult siblings. Yeah, I was what... 27, John was like 30 mm-hmm. years old. Um yeah. so we were like grown-ups it's just <laughs> always weird to, to remember because it's been a long time and I'm still still here still, now I, I'm still a grown-up but more so I guess
1: surprisingly so like what prompted that to start and when did you realize it was about more than just the two of you
3: um I mean I always because we started very much based on the work of Zay Frank who was very mm. community-oriented and and uh, the most interesting things about Zay Frank's The Show was mm. the things that he did with the community. Like, make the earth into a sandwich. Find somebody right. on who are on opposite sides of the planet, put two pieces of bread there, and make an earth sandwich. Right. Or dress <laughs> yeah. up your vacuum cleaners and send Zay pictures of you dressed like your sexy vacuum cleaners. <laughs> or, like, recreate a picture from your youth, uh, I think was a thing that started on the show and then, like, grew much bigger than that. Um, and Yeah, like, and so that was always the most interesting thing, obviously, about what he was doing. And so that was what we were most excited about was how can this be a piece of media that isn't just, like, we made it, now watch it. And, like, if you want to talk about it amongst yourselves, that's fine. But, like, instead, I made this, watch it, and then you're going to affect the next thing that comes out.
0: Ah. That's so interesting. So it was really based, it was like a community thing that just kept, people kept building on it. So you were like going back and forth with each other and then it's like everyone else is like going in and then being a part of that conversation. Oh, that's so fun.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And, and and has, you know, is like to me the the only truly interesting way to create, <laughs> I know lots of people disagree <laughs> and, and uh, every, you know, every person is different but like that's what's exciting to me about all of the stuff that we do is um you know feeling like it's not just one way not just something i'm making but something we're making together
0: yeah the community aspect of it i agree that's it always feels better than just like talking about yourself it's like no we're talking together we're having a discussion and a conversation it feels nice Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so
1: then how did that end up turning into educational content or or adding <laughs> on to educational content and then something massive like VidCon. Um
3: oh I mean like all those things are different they have their own origin stories. Yeah. Um you know VidCon was very much uh, a product of me going to Harry Potter conventions and being Ooh. like somebody's going to do this for YouTube <laughs> and so- they're going to do it badly ah. <laughs> I'm going to hate it. <laughs> Um, and I uh, actually worked the first two VidCons with Melissa and Ellie who is the person who started Mickey oh, no and, way. and the whole mischief management team yeah
0: oh that's yep. great they're great
3: so that that's like I just called Melissa one day I was like what if we did a YouTuber convention and yeah. by the end of that day she had like Got a venue.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Amazing, freaking uh, get stuff done, Gryffindors get stuff done.
3: That's right. That's right. And then and then the educational stuff was like when you're making five videos a week, you just like you're so in in need of topics. And John yeah. and I are both overeducated, um, so we you know both knew stuff and knew how to how to know stuff better. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. And. Uh, and so like, you know, John one day made a video about the French revolution, um, that was just like educational, but very interesting. I did a similar thing with the circulatory system and that kind of became the seed of Crash Course. Mm. Um, and, uh, but like we realized that that kind of content is hard to make. It takes a lot of time, right? Mm-hmm. thus money, uh even to do, like, really rudimentary graphics. Right. Uh, and and we ended up doing, like, pretty complicated and very good, cool graphics, which are way more expensive. Uh, and that actually happened because YouTube wanted more professional-looking content on their platform, and mm-hmm. they were like, we'll give you money. And the, the their, their original plan was, like, we're going to give... A bunch, like, a million dollars to a hundred different people. Yeah. And those people are, like, Tony Hawk and Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, traditional mainstream celebrities. And then at the last minute, they came and they, like, talked to a few YouTube native people. And we were one of them. And they also, Phil DeFranco, that's how SourceFed got funded. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I, some other people did, too, that shows that did ended up doing pretty well. I think the Fine Brothers maybe got some money and mm-hmm. be and Link. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and that's how we started SciShow and Crash Course is they were like, what would you do if we gave you a million dollars? And we were like, "Fuck. <laughs> I mean, geez, that's a really big question. Uh, and and we were like, what if it's less than that? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with that much money. Uh, so we actually got less than that. And, um, uh, and uh, and we thought we were going to do either SciShow or Crash Course, but mm-hmm. they were like, what if you did both? And we were like, that sounds very hard. And they were like,
0: Let's
3: <laughs> do it anyway.
0: Uh, it's so. crazy that like schools are using that.
3: Is yeah. that like insane to oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. I mean, that's the thing that I get stopped on the street for the most, is people who are just like, well, oh, hey, thanks for helping me in biology.
0: That's the best. <laughs> you are Bill Nye, yeah. the science guy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's That didn't come true, man. <laughs> Whoa. Living the dream. Whoa.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's really weird to think about in, like, 30 years when people are going to think about you like we think about Bill Nye. Yeah. Like Bill Nye yeah. is like
3: a
0: hero to us. You are a hero. Our to school children. School childhood. That's crazy. I, don't know.
3: I like, I, I, uh, I sometimes search for my name on Twitter, just like not like at replies to me, <laughs> but just my name. Uh-huh. And it is very often. And I, I, I have my excuse for this is that my book is out and I want to, cause like people <laughs> aren't necessarily. Adding you and they're You're talking fine about my book.
0: Slytherin. You're a
3: fine Slytherin. Uh, but yeah, yep. I'm a Slytherin. Uh, <laughs> And, yeah, and and, uh, a pretty frequent comment I'll be like, or a tweet will be like, oh, my God, not Hank Green again. Like, the kids who are just like, "Uh, (laughs) ah, I have to watch this chemistry guy. And, like, look, I get it. Like, chemistry is chemistry, ultimately. (laughs) I don't don't feel bad if somebody's like, oh, God, I have to watch another chemistry video. It's like, yeah, okay. But watching videos in class,
0: that's the best. Are you kidding me? Those people are complaining and they shouldn't be. What would they rather (laughs) do? Be doing the actual thing? No. Everyone always loved when a video came. At least I did. Yeah. Are these kids spoil. Yeah. They get in videos all day. Jeez. <laughs> they just really hey, want to be doing I the mean, science. High school
3: themselves. students, I don't know if you've noticed, but are they're whiny. They're they whiny are.
1: people. <laughs> they are. It's so true.
3: <laughs> at least at least when I was in high school, oh man, the stuff I whined about is just it's terrifying. But to it was think. so important uh, to
0: you at the time though. It meant so it much. Is. It was so funny.
3: I just deeply hope none of it's on the internet. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's so good. Okay, so I have one question for you, Hank. Um, one so, question, and one I have question. One question. One question, and <laughs> this is the last question, and then I will leave. No, okay. Um, <laughs> so you are all of these different things. You're a freaking YouTuber, business person, podcast. Like the list goes on and on. But out of all the things that you do, what feels like the most natural to you, and what is the most challenging for you?
3: Um, the natural thing is is making videos, mm-hmm. like uh writing and i'm and this is definitely a product of doing it a lot so it's not like the first time i did it it felt like putting on a old shoe or anything right i an old shoe that you have worn a lot not someone else's old shoe (laughs) not some strange old shoe that you found at the thrift store yeah Uh, that's what it felt it felt more like putting on a strange old shoe that i found at the (laughs) thrift store now it feels like putting on my shoe ah it's now Um, your shoe And, and yeah, so like writing a script, recording a script, editing the thing, uploading it, reading the comments, like that just feels, it feels so like good Mm -hmm. and comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, and I, I hopefully will feel like that forever and never stop doing it. I just, I love it. Um, and yeah, and the most unnatural thing, probably certain parts of business are pretty unnatural to me. Right. Um, you know, like it's always very hard to give people bad news, yeah, um, whether that's like I found out that you're doing a thing that means you're gonna get fired now mm. or whether it's like the thing that we're working on isn't working out, and we're gonna have to you know cancel the show, mm-hmm. um which we've done a couple of times with projects right um and like the you know, and that's not like I don't know, it feels unnatural, but I think it mostly usually does like I know some people who like just that's not a big deal for them, They're right,
2: just
3: pretty. You know, super Slytherin about the whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, i never, I, I, making decisions that are for the good of the company, but yeah. like are gonna disappoint human beings. Yeah. Those, that's very hard.
0: Uh, uh, that that sounds really hard. Yeah.
3: <laughs> bless <laughs> um, our lives. Yeah. Not... That we don't <laughs> have to do
0: tell that, people that. bad news. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I hate that. Uh, <laughs> bless
3: you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hi guys, it's Brizzy, and today's episode of Fantastic Geeks is brought to you by the Burst Sonic Toothbrush. And I'm sorry, I don't have Tessa with me right now to give you all of her witty banter about how the first toothbrushes were tree twigs, and she's been using tree twigs this whole time. I'm sorry, she's not here, she's wonderful, she would give you a lot more laughs than I would right now, but... It is true. The first toothbrushes were tree twigs, but we've come a long way. And now you can get the Burst Sonic toothbrush with charcoal bristles, three brushing modes and Sonic vibrations and this is the first toothbrush head specifically designed for sonic vibrations so you know that that means it actually works it is proven to remove plaque and stains without damaging the enamel or your gums that's important and it's got the most powerful motor on the market at 33,000 rpms i have permanently switched over to using a burst sonic toothbrush largely okay i know the sonic vibrations and the the charcoal bristles are really cool and great and helpful but Mostly I do it because of the timer and I'm lazy and it helps me keep track of the two minutes you're supposed to spend brushing your teeth and it tells you 30 seconds for each quadrant so you can move on to each section of your mouth and it's perfect and I just I need that because I don't feel like keeping track of the time while I'm brushing my teeth because who wants to be brushing their teeth and have to think about what they're doing? That's this just, is not helpful. But now you don't have to, because you can go to BurstOralCare.com to get your limited rose gold burst sonic toothbrush and use our promo code GEEKS at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's BurstOralCare.com with the code GEEKS for 10% off. Don't miss out on this special offer. It's, there's a rose gold one. It's so cute. You go to BurstOralCare.com today and don't forget to enter our code GEEKS for 10% off the new rose gold toothbrush thank you burst oral care for sponsoring this show let's talk about your book Ooh, there's a book okay. there's a book there's that's a book. happening yes and both tessa and i have been loving it an absolutely I, remarkable I'm thing i'm not done yet tessa's not done i'm I-, I went through it in a day on audible
0: <laughs> i'm close well i'm at the part where um they're going through the dream and they're trying to figure out the sequence uh, about the plane and it's right before the day happens okay. where something happens. But I right. don't know what okay. happens yet. Okay. So, so that's where I'm okay.
3: at. Okay. We'll start that's good. talking it, about yeah. it.
1: Yeah. We'll keep things pretty surface level and spoiler free. We'll get more in depth later about the characters, but no ending spoilers. But like, what's your relationship been with with fandoms and media when it comes to spoilers? Like do you care about being spoiled on things or do you you just don't care or you skip oh, to the end? Oh, I care.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like I don't like to be spoiled. Uh, and I feel like the internet has gotten or at least the parts of it I inhabit have gotten better at mm. not spoiling me on stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I I read Game of Thrones all the way through until the books stopped and the in mo- the show started to be ahead of, and then I was like, ah, oh, fine. And now I'm watching the show. Yeah. And I was able to, to like be like a year behind on that and not get spoiled on anything. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, yeah, like, I, I've i been spoiled on, like, Agatha Christie books that, like, really made me mad. And I'm like, oh, it's no. an Agatha Christie It's been out since, like, the 1960s. Like, get over it. But, like... But also, that's yeah, the whole point I, of like the read, book. I read, like, an article in Mental Floss one time that explained the plot of an Agatha Christie book I hadn't read yet. And I was like, <laughs> why did I do that? Oh, that sounds great. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, and I even hate it when I spoil myself. Like, I recently read uh, uh, a Michael Connelly book where, like in the I, I figured out who did it in the first like four chapters and i was like god dang it that it's that guy i know it is i've what? read too many of these books now <laughs>
1: what that does not count <laughs> that's you predicting. i want, I want
3: to be surprised
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny you don't even want to figure it out yourself <laughs> I mean,
3: you do. You want to figure it out. But then when you actually figure it out, it's like, oh, well, now, like, like, all the little, like, every time one pops up, I'm like, yep, there it is again. He thinks that I'm not going to notice, but I notice because I know it's that guy. You know, but that
1: doesn't make you feel good and smug in a way, at least, like,
3: feel good about yourself. That you figured it out. I did. You know, I did. I did brag about it to Catherine. <laughs> I was like, I knew. I know who. Di- I know who did it in the mystery novel I'm reading. Because Catherine always has it figured out. Uh, yeah. She's got it down. Like whenever we watch anything, she's like, it's that guy. <gasps> like, uh, dude, come on. Uh, wow. Um,
1: so has it been odd I, to have yeah. your own piece of media that can be spoiled now?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's great. Uh man, I tell you, as a fan, there is nothing like having. Book in the world and have people be fans of it. It's Yay! just like everything makes me excited. Yeah. Like fan art is like the best. It's so much better than fan art is so much better than having a book in Barnes and Noble to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like walking in and seeing my book on the shelf, I'm like, that's amazing. But right. having somebody like draw something beautiful, like the lock screen on my phone right now, I have a two-year-old son. The lock screen on my <laughs> phone is fan art of my book, honestly. Like <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Fan art and fan theories about a thing you're making is the yeah. coolest. I'm in a D&D campaign right now, a live stream, and, and like fan art of my character and theories about my character's background and stuff has been yeah. just so fun. Ugh. I love yeah. just seeing what best. people think it is when I know what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Do
3: you right. like well, check Tumblr? Well, it's also like, I have, you know, and like, there are enough seeds, like there are a lot of open mysteries at the end of my book. Yeah. I like to think that I tie up a great number of the <laughs> loose ends, but there are, you know, things that aren't 100% explained. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it uh, <laughs> when people are are trying to to guess at the things that, like, I think if you, like, read the book carefully enough, you know the answer to the question. Right. And... When they get it right, I'm very excited because yeah. they don't know that they're right. I'm not going to like go out and tell them <laughs> they're right. But like, and I've had people ask me, am I right about that? And I'm like, you're going to have to wait and see the next book. And, and like, so the fact that like that, that they're right about stuff is very exciting to me. Uh, and, and I think like, because they're, they're not sure about it. Like if they were certain and they're like, oh, it's so obvious. Right. Um, then then that would frustrate me. But like <laughs> that they're asking each other and like trying to disprove each other. I just, I like hang out in like Reddit forums and Slack channels where yes. people are talking about my book and like silently watch.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, oh, that's so fun. What? But like, how have you felt and how do you feel about what is safe to talk about in your book? Like, when will you feel like I... you can say something openly about the ending of this first book, you know?
3: Yeah, no, I like I try to not say anything. Yeah, I, I'm very frustrated just by like the information that is discovered in the first quarter of the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, um, that like my publisher is like, but we can't market the book. Yeah, like, you can't say like <laughs> it's a story about a girl who gets famous on the internet because like that's what do you think when you hear that phrase? Right. Like You don't think of the book that it is. Yeah. Exactly. And so that was my experience to...
1: reading it was that's all I knew. But it was so fun that way, only knowing that. I knew yeah. nothing.
3: Yeah, I knew nothing. I think that that's I think that's better. Like, yeah. like in my opinion, the book reads much better going yeah. completely yeah. dry. But like I understand that that's not how you market. Yeah, but then right. it's like, so How do, do you get it into the hands is, of people? It's who about a, it. a girl who gets famous on the internet and it completely destroys her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: And then uh, and then, if people are still skeptical, I say, and there might be aliens. And then
1: <laughs> yeah. Because like, how do you, you get make sure... a good sure... enough
3: picture Ugh. that you can make a, a good, I think, a good judgment on whether or not you want to read the book. Yeah.
1: A good, like, there might be aliens might help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they don't know for sure. <laughs> Maybe you're just joking. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. There might be. Because hey, how I do
3: mean, you get in I the hands still, of people? Like, the, it might be aliens. Even at the end of the book, it might be aliens. <laughs>
0: Might be aliens. Uh, Everything might be
3: aliens, though. I don't know. know.
1: Yeah. Harry Potter might be aliens. It it might be aliens. Harry Potter
3: might be aliens. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, there are lots of people who think that there are lots of aliens walking around right now. we got them inhabiting our minds and stuff. Yeah. This this
1: podcast might be aliens. We're all
3: aliens. This is an alien podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so- You can say
3: that about any book. Like, I, I love it. I can just, like, start- it's like *Pride and Prejudice*. It's like so there's this guy <laughs> and this girl and like they like each other but they really don't like they grade on each other and there might be aliens. <laughs> oh my
1: god! It's not a
0: lie. It's
3: Elizabethan England, so like it's you know there's dances and balls and stuff and there might be aliens.
0: <laughs> At the end, they're like, where are the aliens." I'm like, "Up, oh, you must gotta read it again. <laughs> you must have missed I it." Said I didn't say they
3: definitely were." <laughs>
0: Uh, so Hank, talk to us about how your book like came to be. Didn't you say something somewhere about originally planning for it to be a graphic novel? and would you ever want it yeah. to still be a graphic novel? or how did that sort of work in your brain?
3: Well, I don't know. I, I, I love graphic novels and uh, and and it was, you know it's a pretty visual story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I thought that it would be very good be a very good graphic novel I don't know yeah, and, yeah. And, and like I really respect a lot of people who got their start in graphic novels or who like who that's their whole career and um, you know that's something that was very like appealing to me from that perspective of like a lot of my idols work in that space yeah mm. it would be the, very cool
1: to have a graphic novel
3: yeah, yeah. and they're so beautiful like they can are. you imagine yeah, <laughs> like it's are. like uh, you know a hundred plus pages of fan art yeah exactly Um, totally and uh, so i i wrote it originally i was trying to like i didn't really know how to write a graphic novel i still don't know how to write a graphic novel um but i wrote it as like you know here are the things that are said in the panels and like here's what happens on this page and Mm -hmm. um you know but what i ran into with that is is i started to realize that i was kind of waiting for an artist because i'm not ever going to be the person (laughs) who does that part right um and and I was like waiting for an artist to come along that would like have the free time and that I could afford or that like I don't know I was waiting for some things I was waiting you know Mm -hmm. and I was like letting that get in the way of finishing the story right um because I was like well no reason to finish the story if I can't find a good artist. Mm, it was just <laughs> me trying to create a reason to not finish the book. Mm-hmm. So one at one some point I was like, "This is way too complicated. I'm introducing complications that are not necessary." And and I have what turns out to be a pretty good outline for the beginning of a book. So I should just write it as a book.
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I actually kinda like that it's not a graphic novel because then we can imagine it so like fully in our brains. Kind of like Ready Player One as well. It's like it's so mm-hmm. the world is so intense. Like the when you're in the dream, there's so many things that you could be imagining at that True. point. And if it was like mm-hmm. mapped out, then I don't think I would have liked I would have liked it as much. Because I like to like explore in that. So uh, it's like I want that to be yeah. my brain. So
3: <laughs> I agree with you. It is and nice. I, like I am not I don't like as a reader, mm-hmm. and different people are different. I don't mean to like critic. This is not a criticism of of, of any other w- stuff. But right. like as a reader, I like less exposition. Honestly, like I like yeah. to fill in those gaps myself. Yeah. And not that I'm like thinking about it when I'm doing it, mm-hmm. but that's sort of the experience that I like more. A- and right. also, I'm a slow reader, so when <laughs> there's a lot of exposition, I'm like, I need things to happen now. Yeah, same. So I'm more of a thing thing happening kind of writer because totally. I'm writing what I want to read. Maybe
1: that's why I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm the same way. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So how did you, you tackle all the themes and messages of the book versus the plot? Like, does one come before the other or is it a happy coincidence how things happen or.
3: Yeah. That's a great question. And, and it is like, there is a tension there between Mm -hmm. like, can I have the symbol be perfect for what I would like it to symbolize? Mm -hmm while the plot still being good. And I had somebody like make a pretty involved video about like, why did you make this decision Ooh. when that kind of ruins the the, the metaphor? And Uh-oh. I'm like, because something had to happen. yeah, Like a thing needed to happen. Yeah. Like the plot needed to progress and the story needed to be good. And that's <laughs> yeah. the honest answer. Like the, like it does, I think that the, there would be things that would be more pure metaphors if less stuff happened (laughs) Uh, but like ultimately i'm i am more interested in the plot than the symbols Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not that it's pretty on the page i think um in terms of what the book is about both like yeah for the characters and for like what we need to be thinking about like like helping me and ideally also the readers think about you know life in in 2018, 2019 times.
0: Yes. Right. Good summary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. And uh, Hank, who is your favorite character to write for and which one of your characters would you want to be friends with?
3: Oh. (laughs) Um, I think that my favorite character to write as is probably Andy Mm -hmm. um, because it's less work because I am also a white guy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. makes sense.
3: (laughs) <laughs> um and like like there's other white guys in my book uh mm-hmm. but andy is the one that is the sort of like most present and most fleshed out character of them and uh and like it is it is you know i think that it like inhabiting space like a you know a body that is different than mine in terms of like something as simple as like its size like right. April is small and like so i have to think about the world <laughs> from like a small person's perspective from my yeah. perspective
1: you know, like, yeah from tessa's perspective she's <laughs> my height, exactly
0: no you don't understand how much i appreciated it she's like i am like yeah. five one five two i was like yes this is my size so i'm looking at it from <laughs> from my height
3: <laughs> yeah so, and guess. then also like you know I, I think that there's a certain amount of like having to understand that the world is going to see april differently and mm-hmm and i have to be imagining how the world is 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 seeing her and how people would communicate with her in a way that is different than how they would communicate with andy mm. which i can more fully inhabit um i also like andy is kind of a uh is a i mean this is true of like many of the characters but a more pure version of me <laughs> where like i i've just completely let um my enthusiasms take over and my uh and like dumbed down my desire for, uh, tr- like like wanting to understand everything very in a very complicated and nuanced way. Like mm-hmm. Andy doesn't have that as much. He just wants to like he's just like ah, that's so cool. Things yeah. are cool. <laughs> I can't believe that nobody else sees how cool this all is. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I th- I think that's and I, yeah, he's easier to to write for me, especially dialogue, because like yeah, um. He he is more a dumbed-down version of me than, right. or a purified version of me than the other characters. Uh-huh. Um, though I think everybody has a little bit of me in them. I don't really know. Uh, and then which else, one of your characters well
0: do you want to be friends with? You want to be friends with uh, pure you? Yeah. <laughs>
3: I want to be friends with all of them. Like, I think <laughs> like the the thing is, like them as a friend unit uh-huh. is the thing that I really love. I love yeah. friend units in fiction. Yeah. Um. So like being a member of their like crew would be super cool. Ah. And I, I kind of have a hard time imagining any of them separately. Uh. Though I'm having to do that now. Would be sad.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay. Sorry. No, you could be part of the group, part of the gang. <laughs> They're all still friends. <laughs> <laughs> we're all friends here. They're friends. <laughs> yeah. What's it been like
1: as a YouTuber and internet person to delve into one of, if not the most traditional forms of media? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the the more traditional form is would be uh stage productions. Uh, yeah, so that's true, like,
1: true. That's true. But, but also, now it's like, less mainstream. Sometimes
3: I feel like sometimes I feel like YouTube video isn't in some ways like the most traditional media. It's just like here, sit down. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is more traditional? It's just than how that? Like, it's That delivered. was the original, like, human trick. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> um, true storytelling. So that's a weird thing, but yeah, <laughs> I, in terms of like structured media as we do it, and and like, yeah, books are old school. Mm-hmm. And it's the biggest difference is the timing. Like, I finished right. this book two years ago, and yeah. it's you know. Yeah, it just takes a long time, especially a first, like a debut novel takes a lot of more like marketing and prep time than than a second or third book. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, but even just the process of like um, writing takes a very long time, but right. so does editing, so does copy editing. Like I thought that copy editing was going to be like, I send it off and the person copy edits it and then it's done. Right. The copy editing is like, what did you mean by this? <laughs> or do you, do you mind that, you know, you use the same word two times, like, in one sentence back to back? Yeah. And like, lots of decisions. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't want more, no, no more decisions. You decide, copy editor. But I. This is the weirdest thing that has maybe ever happened to me. The copy editor of my book was the valedictorian of my high school graduation.
1: What? How many kids were in your class?
3: What? Uh, like, 500 600 oh my god So a lot yeah but still but that's like crazy like we had classes together i know her Whoa. she's like a friend of mine Whoa. you know, we haven't communicated in a long time but
1: and that just yeah, happened was by coincidence like, it was like the, there was like or a, you saw her name a and we're like Ooh. note
3: on the manuscript that was like hey <gasps> it's Mary Beth.
2: <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> it was
3: such a joy to read your oh book my we had miss gwynn together
0: Whoa. <laughs> Wow! wow <laughs> yeah. that's insane That's crazy. Wow.
3: Yeah. That's so cute. She's like she doesn't even work at my publisher. She's a freelance copy editor. Yeah. It's just like complete coincidence.
0: Oh, meant to be. Jesus. That is so cool. (laughs) And I have a question, because like YouTube is so fast and you like you make the thing, then the thing is out. Was were you like so impatient? I'd be so impatient. (laughs)
3: I was so impatient. Oh, my gosh. It <laughs> sounds like a
0: nightmare. Yeah,
3: no, like, I, when I finished the book, I, like, I sent it to the person who I hoped would be my agent, and right. I was like, could it be out by Christmas? <laughs> right. And this was, like, four months before Christmas. Uh- <laughs> I had said, no idea, no conception, and it was, like, literally two years before <laughs> <it> was years <laughs> out. She was like, well, first of all, this book isn't done at all. And Aww. I was like, well, thanks for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh Tessa are you taking notes? Uh, Tessa wants to write
0: Yeah well, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I am taking notes with my gloves on. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's so cool. Okay, Hank, we wanna sort the characters into Hogwarts houses. Are you ready?
3: Okay, yes.
0: (laughs) Yay! Okay. So let's Is it my
3: job or is it your job? We're gonna
0: all do it together. We're gonna decide. But we're gonna
1: argue. (laughs) It'll be great. Maybe it'll be easy, maybe it won't. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see.
0: Okay. Brizzy, cue the song.
1: There's nothing hidden in your head. The Sorting Hat can't see. So try me on and I will tell you where
2: you ought to
0: be. It's Sorting Time! Let's sort some characters from an absolutely remarkable thing into Hogwarts houses. Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and And Slytherin. Slytherin. So... First up, obviously, yeah. <laughs> the main the main girl, April May. What are we thinking? Oh my god, I'm already it's... like, dang it, freaking Gryffindor. That's who I think. But you think? Oh, I mm. think. What do you think?
3: I don't think. I feel like she could be a man. I feel, be... man.
1: <gasps> I feel like Slithin? she could be anything but Hufflepuff, <laughs> <laughs> which is not something you can often say about the lead char- protagonist of a novel.
0: Right. That's interesting.
3: Uh... No, I like, I I don't know. She seems very like I don't. I guess I I mean I know a lot about her. Yeah. I maybe know more about her than you do. No, yeah. uh, that's okay. But like oh yeah, no. I think I think she's a I think she's a Slytherin man. She like she's like me. She's calculating. Mm-hmm. She yeah. Um, you know she like I think she lets herself get in her own way some. Uh huh. Uh, especially early on. Like like she hasn't let herself believe in her own ambition in the mm. beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. So like she is afraid of her ambition because she is afraid of not achieving it. Yeah. And and that it makes her pretend like she is not an ambitious yeah. person. Ah. So she like settles for So I fell something for the Gryffindor
0: thought. trap. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god yeah I did well, yeah and 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 like as soon as she sees like a path to power she's like on it that's you know? true
0: that's true yeah. once she sees it then she jumps on it yeah I was just thinking because she's so rash sometimes with her decisions she just like goes but, oh yeah but that's really she more does, in the she beginning
3: do, she she does have that uh, Harry Potter crew uh, <laughs> fault, where it's like, should we call a teacher? Yeah. No, let's go hide underneath the three-headed dog. It'll be fine. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So
0: that's kind yeah. of where I was thinking, but I think you're totally right because once she does, like, is in that position, like, she Slytherins all the way.
1: <laughs> she slithers in. <laughs> she, slith- she, slithers she slithers in and in. just keeps
0: going. <laughs> so yeah, let's call her Slytherin. Yes.
1: Okay. Wonderful.
0: Great. Andy, oh, is he a puff? He might be he a Ravenclaw. Puff? Or he might puff. be a puff. I don't know if he's Ravenclaw. I, if he might... I think he's more of the puff of the group.
3: I think he might. I think he might be awful puff. Yeah. Like he does kind of get pushed around some. <laughs> oh. and just, yeah. And like, yeah, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him stand up more, um, as a as a friend of his,
0: <laughs> <laughs> as a part of the group.
3: Oh, um, yeah, and I think like it takes it takes a little more work to thrust him in. Mm-hmm. And he makes a really like a like a really important decision early in the book to like not be the one. Yeah, totally right. So. Very
0: pure, very puff. I think he was a puff because yeah. he's like he's like the he has so much heart. He's always asking people how they are. It's like, <laughs> are you okay? How are you doing? Like about how things are going on. And he's just like really hardworking as a puff. You know, I I think he's yeah. just a great Hufflepuff friend. He's a good friend. Mm. Yeah. So can we yeah. sort him into? And puff? it takes
3: uh, so the thing where it takes a lot of courage to stand up your to your enemies, yeah. but even more to stand up to your friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy totally doesn't do that. <laughs>
1: Oh. Which is
3: like, because otherwise, I like it, part of me is is thinking Gryffindor, uh-huh. and I think there's certainly elements, but like that that part makes me think <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't quite have that lion in him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's just a, like a Hufflepuff hero. Yeah. Okay, can we sort yeah. him into Hufflepuff? Yes. Yay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Maya. Oh, she she's. Ma-
3: she's sh- Definitely a Gryffindor.
0: I, uh, no? no, I think you're right because she clashes a lot with April mm-hmm.
3: Ooh, and it's like a yeah, classic
0: yeah. like Slytherin Gryffindor head to head, head butting. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I kind of see that. That you know? makes sense. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, like I kind of built it that way, especially like very late in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a good stand up to your friend moment. Uh-huh. Um,
2: mm.
3: And, uh, I don't know. That's an, that, that, like, Neville, man. Neville is such, like, an uncharacteristic Gryffindor, and then yep. it's, like, the, the certain things that you see, and then, of course, then he becomes hot and he gets a sword. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that, that's, that, that is, like, those extra 10 points to Gryffindor at the end there. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. Mm-hmm. Though it does seem like definitely cheating, Dumbledore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He was in the pocket of Gryffindor the whole time. He loves Gryffindor <laughs> the most. It ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He, he just wants it for his own house. <laughs> <laughs> Bitter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <It's, it's> bullshit.
0: <laughs> it is. You're such a p***ed <laughs> Slytherin. <I> <laughs> this is bullshit, <laughs> man. This is bullshit. <laughs> Slytherin should <laughs> have won. They have the most points. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay, so wow, we have a Slytherin, a Hufflepuff, and a Gryffindor. Hank, this is great. You know? And you how, know what I, mean, I it's, think it's, we're getting. It might next. be
3: almost as if I planned it. Oh!
0: <laughs>
3: so smart. Cause who's next?
2: <gasps> Miranda.
0: And who's yeah. she? She's the freaking rainbowclaw.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. She yeah. is. She's wonderful. Definitely I, she, Ravenclaw. she was like my favorite character too. Oh, really? Yeah. I love her. She's yes. great. She's the best. She reminds me of like her, if Hermione and Luna were combined as a, as a character. <laughs> so I'm like, she's the best. <laughs>
3: oh, man. That's great. Yeah, because those that's are my great. two favorite and, and, Harry Potter
0: characters. So you did it. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
3: Um, Book two, Miranda, is so great. I'm <gasps> loving her storyline so oh, much. I'm man. sorry. That's a terrible thing to say about a book that's going to take a long time to come out.
0: <laughs> That's okay. It's making me so hype. I love it because <laughs> she's my favorite. Yes, that's amazing. Okay, good. Look at this. Four houses. Four friends. <laughs> Such okay. a good and, group. Yeah.
3: And Robin is still just sitting on the outside.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he the squib? No, that's not nice. No. Oh
3: my god. That's
1: terrible. I hate it when you say squib (laughs) when we don't know what to say. I always
0: throw it in and it makes a (laughs) Brizzy mad. (laughs) It's a a cop out. You can't say squib. (laughs) Okay, okay. He's not a squib. Okay. He is... mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Puffer Griffin. Uh, No, sorry. Puffer Ravenclaw. Uh, Yeah, I
0: think...
3: I I feel Hufflepuff. Yeah.
0: I think Puff as well because he's... Again, he's like that Hufflepuff hardworking where he's always like... Yeah, you know, and doing his job. He's like
3: good social glue, and he's always like he's just mm-hmm. yeah. He's yeah, he just wants to help.
0: Yeah, yeah, he just wants to help. He wants to be a part of it.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, he's he great. He's he's a good boy. He's a, he's a good <laughs> puff. Okay, yeah, he's
3: a good like Cedric Diggory. <gasps> yeah,
0: yes, yes.
1: That's a good like image to picture as well. Definitely.
3: Yeah. Definitely. He's also hot like Cedric. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Those hot puffs man. <laughs> they hold the group together. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so next we have Jennifer Putna. Oh wow, so difficult. Oh. Oh. So hard. Who do we think she is? Hmm. <laughs> she is obviously
3: I, I like I don't know. Maybe there's something in there that isn't Slytherin, but I don't know what it is. I
0: don't, I don't think there's anything there. I think yeah. she's Slytherin. Yeah. Uh, she is so accurate as well to like Hollywood Hollywood agents agents. it's ridiculous
3: I mean I like ran it by my agent friends and they were (laughs) like I I didn't tell I didn't like like, tell them all about the character Uh I told them some of the things that Jennifer Putnam does and they were like yeah yeah that's (laughs) stuff that we do Not like us. Like, I wouldn't do it, of course, but I could see that happening.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was so on point. It made it so much more believable to me, actually. Like, when her decisions, I'm like, yep, that would happen. Yep, she would say that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Ugh. So, yeah, just Slytherin. Makes me
3: (sighs) so mad still.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then last we have Pizza. Pizza Patrick Pizza, pizza, pizza. Is he anything? Yeah, I mean, he's like
3: the most Slytherin. That you can be.
0: I think he is the ult. He is Salazar <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> he is just. He's
1: definitely got s- some Gryffindor in there, though. That's true.
0: He has some Gryffindor, yeah. but I think it's just like it's like it's <laughs> yeah. it's a Slytherin battle. It's like Slytherin versus Slytherin. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's that Slytherin. Well, versus. I
3: yeah, I it's yeah, and I think that that like. I think that's a lot of, like, modern stories. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you look at who's, you know, running things. I mean, when I say a story, I mean, like, real life. Like, you look at who's running things, and it's, like, it's people who are willing to make compromises, you yep. know? Yep. And uh And who are, you know, like, also willing to, like, have their life be a lot worse in order to get power. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's something that always amazes me about politicians. I'm like, but your life is so much worse now. yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. back before you did this job, your life was better. Yeah. Why are you doing this?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's that's that ambition that's fueling them. It's that power. They're hungry for it. That's what... Yeah. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, oh my
3: and gosh. also, like, the desire to do good. Like, there is a little bit of that, and right. I think that Peter has that, too. Like, he believes that he's doing good. Right. Yeah. And uh, also a very a very interesting character to explore more. Um, uh, that I'm excited to do in the second book.
0: Uh, <laughs> Hank, you're getting us too excited for the second book.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I shouldn't be selling you the second book. I should be selling you the first book. The first book is much more important. It's available at bookstores everywhere. <laughs>
0: yes. Actually, you know, we both, because we both listen to Audible. That's how we both mm-hmm. read it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so nice. that's another way that you can get the it's book. It's also available there. Is It's yeah. audiobook form. It's very good. It's read, like, insanely well. I don't know who you got to do the audiobook, but she was amazing. She sounded great. It
3: was a really interesting process. I had no really? idea how it was going to work. I, lis- I, like, consume most of my books through audio uh-huh. as well. Um, and I probably read – like, I probably listen to about, like, two or three books a month. I probably read one book every two months. Right. I'm mm-hmm. just a slow reader. And, and I, I do love to read books. Um, It's just that – you can't do it while you're washing the dishes. Yep. Um,
0: yeah, it's yep. hard. Same. It's hard to
1: make time to Tessa's saying talking, uh, saying like she does read books while she does the dishes,
3: but it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I do my best.
0: <laughs> I'm holding and, one. You know. <laughs>
3: oh my god. <laughs> Everything they get very wet. Can't resell them. But I manage. Uh, make it work. Uh, but yeah, the the process was so cool because I didn't I didn't really know and and it like I wanted it to be I wanted to be more involved because that format is so important to me that I was like can I be in the room uh, basically i like I want to like make sure that you like put the inflection on the right words oh, and they wow. were like no you cannot <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Um, we
3: we've tried that. It's bad. <laughs>
1: that makes sense. That makes sense.
3: And I'm like, but I'm very, I'm very cool. I'm very <laughs> chill. I'm very approachable. No one is ever threatened by me. Oh I'm very God. good at that. And they're like, no. <laughs> but so, I'm very uh, cool. But, but yeah, I got I got like five auditions in, mm-hmm. and I like I basically had to listen to these five audio clips over and i cuz they were all in like different audio clips i actually cut them together into one uh into one thing so that i could get it on my phone and listen to it uh-huh. and, like without having to click so i could just listen to it over and over again and like you know it it really became like uh a bit of a um obsession for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, and I felt bad to all the people who didn't get to read it because they were great. But, um, and like literally all of them would have been great, but I, Kristen C is her name Mm -hmm. and, uh, I met her in New York and she's lovely. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun hanging out with her. And, um, yeah, she, I just was like, actually, that's just what April sounds like.
1: Right. Yeah. That's great to have. The ideal situation. And then you got to record part of it.
3: I did I, I didn't did. get to that
1: part yet you'll get there
3: you okay. haven't got to that part yet I'm excited <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you anything else okay
0: good no more spoilers for me <laughs> and everyone else read it like who hasn't listened or read it yet everyone do it get the book it's so good because we want to read the second one so make sure you read the first <laughs> one first <laughs> <laughs> so get your yeah. hearts for Well, the next I'll do
3: my one. best to, to write fast.
0: <laughs> oh no, you take your time. We'll all be waiting and ready because I know how That's impatient lovely. you are. But whenever it's ready, <laughs> we'll all be ready.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so, uh, is there anything else that you want to promote or talk about before you leave and say bye? What about your podcast? Want to talk about that?
3: Uh, yeah, we we just uh, we just. Joined up to do co-productions with WNYC Studios, so that's Dear Hank and yes. John already, the Anthropocene Reviewed, which has been going on, but now is going to get all fancied up, which is a podcast where my brother reviews products of human creation and human culture, uh, but like weird ones like Diet Dr. Pepper and <laughs> geese, Canada geese, which you think would be natural, but it turns out <laughs> they've been very affected by humans. Um and then we're doing a new one called SciShow Tangents which is uh it's like a like a fact showcase like half fact showcase half game show Ooh. uh where we're competing each other against each other to be to have the better science facts basically <laughs> it's real fun The Slytherin also, makes, also, uh, makes if the you competitive like podcasts science. Yeah <laughs>
0: so true
3: Yeah that's me Slitherclaw Hank Green <laughs> um eh, And also, uh, if you like podcasts, PodCon is coming up. So I'm doing a a convention for people who love podcasts, like the first... Item on the agenda is just fun and weird and, and silly. And then uh, we also are going to talk some about like the craft of podcasts and how they get made and how it gets done and, and a little bit about the business of it too. Silly. Uh, we and did it last silly. year in Seattle. We're doing it again. It's so fun. I had such a great Aww. time and I can't wait to do it again. It's happening in January in Seattle. Oh, Yay.
0: Oh, how perfect. Everyone go and look
1: online, look up podcasts. Yes. And then where can the geeks find you on the
3: internet? My name is Hank Green. And that's my Twitter, and you can find everything else from (laughs) there.
2: Just look that
1: up.
3: Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) As far as I know, I'm going to keep using Twitter for at least a little while longer. Yeah, yeah. That
0: makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Hank, for being on our podcast. Yes. It was so much fun having you.
3: It well, it's so fun.
0: Yeah. You guys are great. This is, such a, this is
3: such a good time.
0: Yay, nerd discussion. Yes. Books, books, books.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're both Ravenclaws, so this is like our favorite thing. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> We're
1: very excited. Thank you for being such a fantastic geek, Hank.
3: Oh, thank you, fantastic geeks.
0: Okay, we're saying bye now. Okay, goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Now, let's read a comment from Apple Podcasts on iTunes. If you haven't done this yet, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and comment saying whatever you want about us, yourself, your favorite band in your Hogwarts house. If you have a question, if you just want to, like, you know, leave a good comment and have a good time. Whatever you want. And every week, we're going to read one on the podcast and give someone a shout out. This one comes from Lila
1: underscore The (laughs) underscore. (laughs) She's the underscore. Lila the underscore, who says, Hi, guys. Hi, Tessa and Brizzy. My name is Lila, and I am a Ravenclaw. It's probably Lila the Ravenclaw. Who knows? At first, I thought I was Gryffindor. Then I was sorted on Pottermore and got Ravenclaw. I truly thought I was a Gryffindor, not a Ravenclaw. But you guys showed me all of the cool sides to Ravenclaw. Aww. Thanks for helping me get into my true house. Love <gasps> you guys so much, Ravenclaw Color Hearts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lila, welcome to our house. Yes. Thank you for our joining house. our house in the Ravenclaw <laughs> common Color Room. Our house. <laughs> Gotta answer the riddle to get in our, our house. <laughs> Oh, if you don't, someone will help you. <laughs> I feel like I would get stumped sometimes yeah, and you would have to come I help know. me. You know, I you already know. knew. <laughs> but then sometimes I would think of a really like stupid answer and it would be right. And yeah. then they'd no. be like, yeah, the the the, <laughs> raven, the eagle on the door would be like, that that's not
1: uh, I guess it works.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd be, like, and I'd be like, yes. That would feel so like happen. not the technical answer, right. but like
1: it works. <laughs> or if
0: there was like a really, really like out there one and you like all the technical Ravenclaws couldn't yeah. get it, then I would come in and be like, It's the grass and they <laughs> <laughs> And then they let everyone in, and everyone would be like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Wow. Yeah. So I fully believe that. We all have each other. Lila, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for your
1: comment. comment. Again, if you guys will make sure to review and comment on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. It really helps us out and helps the podcast out. And we really appreciate everyone who's left the comment so far.
0: And I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this absolutely remarkable episode of Fantastic Geeks and where to find them. And And don't don't forget forget to be awesome. awesome. You are a fantastic
2: geek. Goodbye. Goodbye.